Nebraska breakdown, prop bets, and Buckeye Games Day Eve. Purify yourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka next on Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. It is podcast number seven, I believe, and it's hard to believe. Yeah, it's hard to believe that it's only been seven. I feel like we've been doing this for an eternity. But anyways, Buckeye football is back. We are one day away from Ohio State kickoff, and I cannot be any more excited than I am right now. Well, I know. Uh, I know some of us aren't going to be going to bed tonight, and some of us are going to be setting our alarms at probably 6.30 in the morning to start pre-gaming. And I know which one's going to be setting the alarm and which one's going to be staying up all night. Well, I'm going to tell you what right now, dude. My brother has a little saying that says, if you slow down, you go down. And uh, <laughs> I live firmly by that. Well, there's no there's no me and team, and there's no I and quit. Wait, actually, there, that's, <laughs> there's both of those and both of those. So can't use either one, can you? No. Man, I was just thinking all day at work today. I was like, man, like, I cannot believe that it's finally here. Like, watching the last few weeks of college football, man, watching everybody else play, and we're like, okay, like, you know, here we go. Okay, like, two more weeks, one more week. Dude, it's finally here. And I'm telling you what, man, I, I'm ecstatic. Like a kid on Christmas Eve, dude, I'm putting on my footy pajamas tonight. I'm going to get up early, drink a couple beers, put some wings in the crock pot, man, and it's, it's game day, full-on game day. I know. I'm I'm probably going to wake up in the middle of the night and go see if I can actually catch Ohio State out early coming down the chimney, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, I, that, that's exactly how I feel, because when these games first started playing, we obviously didn't get the OK to play yet. So I refused to watch any of them. I didn't. I didn't watch any of like the first week or two of the college football season. And then finally, the Big Ten comes back to the table. We talk about the protocols and everything, and we get the OK to play. From that point on, I went ahead and committed to start watching these games. And now that I'm seeing them and I've been watching them for the last, you know, three, four weeks, it's got me more pumped up to see this season than I've probably ever been pumped to see a season. Like when something's finally gone, you have a different appreciation for it. I have a completely different appreciation for this season than I I have for any other season. Dude, I was so excited that, you know, I have two Ohio State jerseys. I have a black one and I have a, a red one and I wanted to wear my red one. I hadn't worn it in a while. So I started looking through my closet. I couldn't find it. I don't know if you remember this or not, but last Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving weekend for the Michigan game when you were here, I made wings and I splashed barbecue sauce all over it. And I actually had to take it to the dry cleaner. Well, I completely forgot about it, man. And it's been there for a year. (laughs) (laughs) You still got the ticket? So I called up there and I said, hey, I said, I'm looking for a number 17 jersey. He's like, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. He goes, but after six months, man, we move it to this warehouse. He goes, and if, if nobody comes to pick it up after a year, he goes, we, we donate it to charity. I was like, well, what the hell? I said, that's an Olave jersey. <laughs> and he's like, I understand that. He's like, he goes, it was on the next truck. He goes, Shut it was up. in the bundle that we send the next time it comes. And my wife went and got it today. So I feel, I feel like something good is going to happen, man. I feel like good luck is on our way. Well, it'd have to be, man. You know, we've been through a lot. Not just us as fans, but the players, uh, the conference, the community, you know, coaches, parents. I mean, we just we we finally need to get back to some sort of normalcy. And as Buckeye fans, you know, our normalcy is that we're pretty dominating as a football team. And, you know, we just need to kind of get back to something that like I don't know about you, but like 
a Buckeye football in the fall gets me through a week of work more than anything else you could possibly offer me at the end of a week. Exactly. Having, and it's, having it's this release. finish line. Yes. Having this finish line, you know, over the last, you know, since mid September when they finally came up with this, my whole outlook has changed. My whole mood has changed because I, in my opinion, the worst thing that could possibly happen wouldn't be to not have a football season. It would be to not have a football season in our conference and watch everyone else have a football season. And I that's know, exactly man. what we were going to get, man. Like that, That's the most painful thing. And you know what? Since we're into this episode, we should probably address that. You know, we know we posted on Facebook that we were going to do, you know, our first ever video podcast and, and do that live and in person. But uh, things with our schedule just didn't work out and we weren't able to link up this weekend. So we thought, you know, the best thing to do would be to put out an audio episode, have some fun. And just stay excited about Buckeye football, baby. Yeah, we were, man, we, we were doing so much game planning for this video episode. And we promise uh, for all our listeners that will happen. Uh, we will get to it. And it will probably, you know, depending upon how successful it is, you know, it's going to be something that we're probably going to incorporate, um, you know, semi-regularly uh, within our podcast. Um, for the time being, hopefully uh, this will do. You know, we want to kind of reach, you know, a bigger audience. Maybe the video stuff will help us out. Unfortunately, like Chad said, things happen. Yeah. So what we kind of want to talk about this episode is that, you know, we've been friends for a long time, unfortunately for me. And easy during now. that's hurtful <laughs> during the time that we've been friends. You know, we always kind of find like fun, creative ways to argue. It, it, and it, and it's you, not like we do that on purpose. It just happens. You know, it's not like we're like, hey, well, it's bored. Let's argue about something absolutely ridiculous. It just it regularly happens. It may seem like it's forced, but I promise you this stuff happens regularly. I feel like you do it on purpose. I do. I feel like some of the stuff you say, I go, he can't possibly think that. He's got to be trying to piss me off. But then you, you say it anyway, and it still pisses me off. Well, listen, in, in order to truly like someone, you also have to hate him a little bit too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like there, there's like that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, she knows deep down. You don't have to tell her anything. <laughs> She's aware. So what we kind of do is every week we come up with like three things in a game, okay? And it'll be like Ohio State will score 45 points this game. And you'll say, yes, they will. I'll say, no, they won't. And what we do is we do three of these bets. And whoever wins the majority of these bets or wins the bet, and then we have to do what the other person says. So, for instance, um, and this was actually pretty funny. The last time that we bet was versus Michigan last year. Still um, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what the uh, Still what, exactly what they were, but I remember that I lost. The deal was that when he came down for the Carfagnas tournament this year, a golf oh, that's tournament. A golf, that's a golf scramble. That's a big golf scramble we do every year. I was supposed to clean his golf clubs. Not, not just, just clean his no, golf Oh, yeah, clubs. yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just clean those clubs. You know, I, I told him before the bet, too, you're going to clean that sucker with some Evian water, some Perrier sparkling water. Like, you're going to the store <laughs> and buying high-end quality water from like the lake fiji it's true you he know. told me he told me none of that tap water on my clothes <laughs> <laughs> you get to purify my titleist in the waters of lake minnetonka <laughs> that's oh, what you're gonna do that's it's hilarious well anyways i like we ended up doing a bunch of stuff and i didn't get to it so i still owe him on that bet but this week we thought it'd be great you know everybody's excited let's do another one. well this is something we we've done for fun every game just, you know, if you remember, we had a, you know, prop bet when I was up there for your rehearsal dinner and we watched the Northwestern game at your rehearsal dinner. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we do it for every game, whether we're doing it over the phone or in person. And I mean, usually it's been somewhere along the lines of like, you know, if I were to lose it, I'd pretty much have to make a video and send it over saying, hey, you know, I suck and you're smart and I'm stupid and you're brilliant and just something like that. But, you know, we're we're, <laughs> make, we're trying to make it a little bit more creative, but this is going to be a weekly thing just to make everyone aware. We're not pulling Vegas where like these are the stat lines like we sometimes we just make this stuff up on our own. And the only thing that we have to make sure we follow to is that we have to disagree on it. So we usually pick three things and we got to disagree on it. And then usually best out of three of that game wins the bet. What's going to be the, uh, the, what does the winner get? Well, I'm going to say, man. Or what does a loser have to do? I'd hate to be unoriginal here, but I think that it's, that it's important that the listeners get to be involved somewhat in the bet. So I'm saying the first one that we do, you have to come on the air and publicly denounce that you're an idiot. Um, okay, I, I agree. And not only denounce you're an idiot, but you have to praise the other person for being super mega smart. And yeah. it has to be very tastefully done in no less than 30 seconds. And it's got to be from the heart. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm usually not wrong, um, except for last year during Michigan. So I'll take that bet. All right. So it's a bet. So first of all, for those of you who don't know, too, the bet is on each week's game. So obviously we are making our, I guess you can call them almost prop bets at times. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do three bets off this Nebraska game. So do you want to go ahead and talk about that? Or do you want to talk about the game first and what we kind of think is going to happen? Yeah, let's give an overall synopsis, then we'll go into the bet. All right, we're going to we're going Quentin Tarantino. We start at the end. We're going to go back to the beginning. We're going to get back to the end here. Yeah, I love Tarantino, man. Oh yeah, it's been a while. So what do you got, man? Stupid COVID. <laughs> okay, right, so, so in the shoe, Saturday noon. What's happening? Uh, well, first of all, I think one of the most interesting things about this whole thing, it's going to be the first time ever in the shoe. That it has not been over 100,000 people over like the last, what, 10, 15, 20 plus years. And I'm talking like, I think it's like I sit at like 1,500 people. And that's just like close relatives, family members, things like that. I don't know whether or not that'll actually have any effect on the game. Because Ohio State's been a little weird that we don't necessarily have the best home field advantage compared to what you actually think we should. Because I'll tell you what, we've struggled in the past, especially at night games at home, and we're sold out. I mean, I can tell you the Oklahoma game uh, several years back, the Michigan State game back in 2015. I digress, but I guess what I'm saying is it's just going to be really interesting to kind of see what the environment's going to feel like for this game. That's something that kind of actually I'm thinking about a lot. What do you think? As I was going back and forth and thinking about what I thought the score was would be and everything, because, you know, guys at work are immediately, give me a score for the weekend. Give me a score for the weekend. What do you think? You know, as I was thinking about that, a lot of things played out of my mind. A, we're opening in the shoe against a way better team than we normally do. B, you Number shut one. up and get back on the line. You're still on the clock. <laughs> 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 and then... On top of that, like you said, the weirdness of it all, does that affect it? You know, are we going to be shaking off some rust in week one, you know, trying to get everything, you know, rolling again? Uh, you know, what's Nebraska going to look like? How well are they prepared? You know, a lot of these questions came into my mind when I was thinking about it. And um, I got to be honest, man, I really think that you're going to be surprised at my score prediction. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to let you know mine yet. And of course, we'll kind of get to the score predictions more closer to the end, but... um. 
I think, and you brought up an interesting point too, because we've kind of seen, and this is obviously a really interesting year because we've seen what four or five, almost six weeks of college football before we're starting. So we're kind of seeing what a common theme is, right? We're seeing a common theme. Offenses are moving the ball at will and defenses are struggling. So you kind of take that into consideration and think, okay, well, you know, both teams are probably going to move the ball around a ton. You're expecting a really high scoring game. I think Vegas has like the over under set at like 67 and a half. And I'd say the over is probably getting hit a lot on that. Both Nebraska and Ohio State are two of the initial three, was it three or four schools that voted to play from the from the beginning, right? Yes. They have always been pro playing and in preparation for playing. And I think one thing that doesn't get addressed at all, at least from what I've heard, is even though, sure, there was no spring practice and all the stuff's been cut short, we've had more of a normal preseason than probably all of these other teams that have been playing for the last four or five weeks. Because we've known for a fact, unless something crazy happened, that we've been playing, that we're going to be playing a game for at least over a month. So we went through a lot of these things. Plus, we, you know, even though they were limited practices, we were still doing all those ahead of time, too. So we're, I think the Big Ten is going to be a lot closer to more ready football than all these other conferences were because I think we, especially with Ohio State and Nebraska, we're ready to play. You know, that means if you're ready to play, you're going to constantly stay in the gym. You're going to be watching what you're eating. You're going to be doing the little things. And if you're someone that's in doubt, like some of these other teams that either voted no or some of these other conferences that started from the beginning but weren't really sure what was going to happen, you might get players that come in for fall camp that are like 20, 15, 10, 20 pounds overweight or something like that. Or haven't, you know, they're, they're, and when they're actually not supposed to be working as much on conditioning and they're supposed to be working more on X's and O's and things like that. I just I, I really don't think the layoff is going to affect both these teams that much on Saturday, in my opinion. I think it'll be interesting to see, man. I really do. I don't know that Nebraska is prepared as much as Ohio State has. I, I think that they're slightly behind the curve a little bit. And, dude, I just think Ohio State's hungry. We're hungry this year. I mean, did you did you catch the hype video they put out? Oh, gosh, man. Like, I'll tell you what, my forehead still hurts because I tried to go through my wall earlier. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's just a video, and I'm still just me. Oh, my gosh, man. The the lines about we had to fight for the beginning instead of fighting till the end. Like, just all that stuff, man, about the spirit of the Ohio State fans being in the stadium with them. Man, I was jacked when I heard that. Yeah, whoever whoever did that video needs to be hired on at Warner Brothers immediately. Because yeah, it was great. That was outstanding, and Ohio State in general, I'm talking players, parents, coaches, uh faculty administration, students, fans. There is not one fan base or one entity in college that is more wanting a game to happen than Ohio State. And it's not even just because of the COVID stuff. Like, you remember, we left last year with that tough loss to Clemson where we really feel like we were the better team and we didn't come out on top. Even if we went into a normal year, we would still be probably the hungriest team coming into this year and feeling we had something to prove over anybody else. And you build all this, you know, we weren't going to get the season. We're fighting for the season. Finally, we got a season. And these guys are going to hurt some people. Hell, I hope they, so. They might kill some people. <laughs> Hell, he's killing people. <laughs> Hell, he's... <laughs> you know what? Oh, I'm... man. 
I love Varsity Blues. I always will, man. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. There's not a better football movie ever made than that one, in my opinion. Let's go with these prop bets, man. Give me something. What do you think okay, we're well, working with well, here this week? We're still on the prop bets. You know, and I think we should probably do the prop bets before we do what our predictions are for the game because it might give away too much. But okay, so again, we don't always pick something straight off of what, you know, betting lines are or anything. We kind of come up with the top of our head and we haven't even really decided. So I'm going to kind of spitball with you a little bit right here. Okay. Um, you, you kind of mentioned something earlier about, you know, where is the team going to be with this layoff? And not having a spring and, you know, the practice is being messed up, and especially not even starting until late October. I feel like we are so overprepared. I feel like our offense is going to be unstoppable. So I, I'm thinking maybe our first prop bet should be on Ohio State points. So I'm not talking about anything else other than just how many points you think Ohio State's going to put up tomorrow. Well, or, what kind of over-under are you talking? I think they score at least 45 points. Okay, at least so 45 points. Now, score over-under at 45. Well, where are you at with that? I'm under. Oh, my God. I'm over that all day. So I'm under, and I'll tell you why I'm under. Because you like losing. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's why you're under it. I'm, it's, it's funny because the entire time you've been talking, you've actually explained why I'm under. I think that we're going to come out. I think we're going to put our foot on the gas hard in the first half. I think we're going to be up, you know, 24, 30 points going into halftime. And then I think because of the nature of this season, because of what Nebraska's meant to us having a football season— and the respect that Ryan Day has for the entire program and Scott Frost, I think we let off the gas. I really do. And I think the, they will score in garbage time, and I think we will lay way off. And I'm calling I'm calling less than 45 points. I respectfully disagree. And I also disagree. First of all, don't ever disagree. respectfully. You don't ever respect. <laughs> I did. I, I followed it up. <laughs> I followed it right up saying I also disrespectfully disagree because you're wrong. And because Ohio State almost averaged. 45 points last year and they essentially have almost you know i understand we lost jk dobbins but if you have a really good offensive line which we do um and you have you know he's not an inexperienced running back in trey sermon coming over from oklahoma he's played a lot of years you know and he's a very capable running back and then we have master teague who's played before like the running game is i'm not that worried about i know we may see a little bit of a dip and you may see justin fields put in the air more but guess what he's got a lot more of those frisbee catching dogs out there than he did probably last year like kj hill was great and all um benjamin victor was okay but man listen i know these kids are young but dude they're five star athletes yeah but you gotta remember one thing now He's going to put it in the air, and Nebraska's expecting that. And Nebraska's secondary is a veteran group of guys. It's probably the best entity of Nebraska football this year is their secondary. I'll agree with that, but they're going to struggle. I think Nebraska's going to struggle more on the defensive line. And so Ohio State knows that, and they're going to run early. Okay, When they run early and we're going to run successfully, they're going to have to stack the box, and we're going to open things up. So I'm not saying we're just going to come around the gate and just start slinging all around the yard. Ryan Day is too smart for that. He's an excellent play caller. And I think that, I mean, I could give you all the exact reasons why, but bottom bottom line is they're going to score at least 45. I mean, I won't give you my prediction on total points yet, but I, I don't even, I think 45 is going to be pretty simple. Okay, so over under so, 45. You're taking so the over, I'm taking the I'm, under. I'm going to write it down right now because I know how you are and you forget what these prop bets are and I have to remind you. It's just when you're right all the time, it's really hard to keep track of everything. You keep saying that, but yet the listeners don't realize that I've never lost. Well, then they can't know that I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my clubs are sitting in the back of my car. 
with still dirt on them from a year ago because I refuse <laughs> to clean them until I get Evian water on them. <laughs> refuse. I will play with dirty clubs. All right. Okay. So what do, what do you got for the second one? Uh, you tell me. What do you, What's something you're kind of leaning towards? Man, you know, I think the biggest question on Ohio State's offense, which you already addressed, is the running game. You know, we lost J.K. Dobbins. You know, we got Master Teague and Trey Sermon probably splitting some time there. I don't really know what the mix is going to be. Yeah, he's um, not been very think, clear on that. He's yeah. not really, he's not come out and said Trey Sermon's taking these snaps. Master Teague's available to come in. Uh, Marcus Crowley's out for the game, yeah. which is, uh, you know, freshman from last year who has some potential. I, I think that Trey Sermon's going to take the majority of the snaps. I believe that's what's going to happen. That's what I've been reading. Um, I guess we'll see what happens Saturday, but... Since that's the biggest question of Ohio State, I have to put out the over-under on rushing yards, total rushing yards. I think that's a really good one because we honestly have no idea. Now, a lot of times when we do this, we're aware. We've seen the team play at least a few weeks. We kind of have an idea. I think this right here is one of the biggest unknowns on Ohio State's team. The two big questions for Ohio State this year is going to be their rushing offense and their passing defense. So I think you're you're on to something there with the rushing. What what do you want to put it at? Give me, give me an over-under for rushing. Uh, let's do total rushing yards for the game because we don't know exactly, you know, I can't say Trey Sermon's going to be the starter or he's going to be predominantly the main carrier. I mean, Justin Fields could be the main carrier. We don't he really could know. Be. I mean, yeah. he, slimmed, he slimmed down with that new vegan diet, and I think he plans on running the ball maybe a little bit more often this time just to, you know, kind of keep defenses on their toes because even though, you know, he doesn't have to run for 50, 60 yards a game, but just the, the threat of him running – is going to take one less person out of the defense, you know, and to spy him and open up other other options. So, okay, well let's let's do this then. I, I think a fair number. Let, let's go over under at 150. Ooh, that's a good number. I I'm leaning towards the over for sure on that one. Now, if you're on the over, I we'll have to pick a different bet. But I'm on the over. I think I'm not even going to elaborate. I'm just at the over on 150 rushing. Okay, I'm on the over at 150 as well. So why don't we change it up a little bit? Why don't we do this? Why don't we make it total rushing by running backs and put the over under at, I don't know, let's call it 100. I'll even do you better because I, I see where you're going with this. I'm going to say I'm going to go 125 on just the running backs and I still call over. Okay, I'm going to go under. I'll take the under on that. And I, I can see where you're going with that because you're taking 50 yards away from Justin Fields, but I'm not even really incorporating Justin Fields into the rushing game yards that I'm thinking, man. Like I got to be honest. Do I know that we're going to run 125 yards? I think it's possible. I do. But I think, to be honest with you, man, we've got a small dose of Master Teague and no dose of Trey Sermon. So am I willing to bet a gun to my head that we have 125 yards rushing on the day by a running back? No, I'm not. Well, it's not by necessarily one running back. It's by running by committee. I mean, you got to think, too. We still have Darius McCall, who has not been mentioned in this entire process, who is still with the team, still a very capable player who's played a lot of different positions. And you can guarantee at some point, if they're seeing any kind of struggle in the running back uh, area, you're going to see Darius McCall back there for his experience. And he is still given undersized and small Still a shifty, quick player that in space can make something happen. So I think by the end of the game, we have over 125 yards by by running backs alone. And I got to now. Hold on, hold on. I got no. Hold on. I got to ask real quick. What about any of these uh, like reverses to a wide receiver or anything like that? Do those do those get included? No, 
Absolutely not. All right, fair enough. No, nope. I mean, great running back. Yeah, because you'd be pissed if they get like a reverse to Olave, it goes for seventy-five yards, and then I only need fifty more from running backs. You'd be pissed. I'd punch a hole through my wall, and it's bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm writing it down. So we're going one twenty-five rushing. I got the over. You got the under, and that's strictly on running backs only. Running backs only. Now give me a number three. What do you got? I'm ready. I'm ready to keep rolling. Okay. Um. Let's just go on spread. Where are you at on the spread, man? Last time I looked, What's it spread? was... spread? 26, 27? What? It's 20, it was 26 and a half. I think it might be up to 27, but we're going to go 26 and a half so there's no ties. 26 and a half. You're going to put the half in there just to be an a-hole and make it hard, huh? Well, listen. Okay. I, I, if we have a tie there, if I put it at an actual number and we beat them by 27 on the number, we tie that one. If we split the other two, then there, there's a tie on the day. We cannot have a tie. Right. There can, there can be no tie. So... Okay. Just like this, like on the points, if it's 45 or higher, I win. If it's less than 45, you win. On the rushing, if it's 125 or higher, I win. If it's less, you win. On the spread, 26 and a half. So if it's 27, I win. If it's 26, you win. Okay. So we have no tops. Right. So the spread. Spread, 26 and a half. 26 and a half. I'm calling the over right now. And I know it's a really high number against a, even though not in the past been especially with what we did to them last year. I can understand at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of unknowns, but I just, in my heart, man, I believe, listen, I'm not one to do this, but I got on YouTube and someone posted a simulation on like NCAA football 2020 of Nebraska against Ohio state and put in like the current roster and just put the, hit the SIM button and whatever. You want to know what the result of that game was? What? <laughs> they went to overtime at 36 apiece. Hmm. And then in overtime, Nebraska kicked the field goal to get up 39-36, and then Ohio State scored a touchdown to win 42-39. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? Now I never do that because there's no stock in that, and maybe I'm just so needing to see Ohio State football that I was even willing to entertain the idea. But see, I got to be honest, man. I think I got to take the over here. Uh, you're gonna take I, the over? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. We're probably gonna have to do something else because I'm telling you. That's a lot of, you know, 27 is a lot of points. It is, but I cannot see Nebraska, even in garbage time, scoring more than 20 points. I, I just. Okay, I mean, so that's that's the next question then. And I think you just came up with the last one because you said something that I might disagree with you on. How many points do you think Nebraska is going to score? And you said you don't think they're going to score more than 20, so let's set the over-under at 20. Under. Under all day. So that means 19 or less. As a matter of fact, I even think it will be. Less than that, but yeah, about nineteen okay. or less. I'll I'll take that bet. I'll take the over. That means if they score twenty or more. Now I hope they don't, but I also think we still have some new people in new spots. Um, I'm not as worried about Nebraska's passing offense as I'm worried about the running offense. In the past, had a little more difficulty with you know not just you know pro style quarterbacks to stay in the pocket, but quarterbacks that can you know escape the pocket or even run pretty well themselves as any defense would have more trouble because you have to plan more for, you know, him as a runner. Um, I'm not as worried about a, a Nebraska's passing offense as I am the rushing. And I know we have a really good defensive line, but we still have some unprovens a little bit. We obviously lost Chase Young, arguably one of the best defensive ends in Ohio State history. And we've lost, you know, three people on a defensive backfield that are all starting in the NFL right now. So yeah, and you uh, got to give a little bit of respect to Nebraska and Adrian Martinez, who's, you know, he's a he's a senior guy that's been in there, and he's had several games where he's racked up 400 yards of offense. 
Right. So, I mean, you're helping make our, yeah, my argument, it. but you're yeah, making my argument for me. I think that, especially even if it gets to garbage time, Nebraska's going to score 20 or more points on us. And you took the under. I did. Okay. Take it to the bank. Man, I'm looking forward to this next episode because you got 30 seconds of heartfelt compliments that God knows I don't get at home. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do, man. That's no. the truth. Okay, so now that we've said all this, let's get down to brass tacks here. Give me the final score. First of all, I think you're going to see Justin Fields is going to have three passing touchdowns, and he's going to rush for at least one, possibly two. I think he's going to pass for over 300 yards. I think we are probably going to score at least 50. I don't see us punting more than two times the whole game, maybe, maybe with the exception of garbage time. I just don't see Nebraska being able to stop our offense. I don't. I got to be honest. I hope I lose this shit out of this bet. Yeah, I and hope you I will. Lose every bit and, you, of this and you will because I'm, I smart. Hope I I'm the smarter one here. Listen, I, I spent a lot of money in college. Okay. I didn't say I learned a lot in college, but I spent a lot of money in college. Okay. So that's got to be worth something, right? <laughs> 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 so I think we score over 50. I think Nebraska probably tickles a little bit over the 20 mark, but I'm going to say 56 24. We win by 32. And I think maybe some of those points on Nebraska was a little bit in garbage time. But this thing, it may be within a score or two in the first quarter by halftime. We might be up by like 14 to 17. But second half, blow it wide open. 56-24. I'm calling it 42-10. Buckeyes. We both have a 32-point victory in there, which is impressive. Yeah, that is. I didn't even think about that. Mostly because I can't count that high on my fingers. Well, I was hoping that you would have said at least that because you wanted to go over on the thirty on the twenty six and a half point spread. If you would have came in like ah thirty four seventeen, I'm like, what the hell? Are you yeah, doing? I know that wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> well, I, know, I, right? I just really don't see it happening, man. I I think they're going to move the ball a little bit, but I I just listen. Nebraska is going to move the ball just because they have a running quarterback and they couldn't have any worse of a game than they did against us last year. Plus, if you remember, they well, still they could. Moved- well, they still moved. <laughs> they still moved the ball against us a little bit, but we got some key turnovers in the red zone where they didn't come with it away with any points, and we also got multiple turnovers uh, on the better side of the field. I mean, we dominated them completely at their place and won forty-eight seven. I think there's going to be a lot of offense, uh, especially for a Big Ten game, but that's going to be expected when you have Ohio State and Nebraska that we know could probably move the ball fairly easily. Probably, yes, put yeah, up. we'll that, see. They're going to put up probably at least 400 yards on us, but I'd say we're probably, we might even spike that over 600. You know, it's it's really going to be interesting because while you know me, I lean more towards the caution side of things. I just do. Uh, that's just naturally how I am. At the same point in time, man, I, you know, I could see it going both ways. I really can. I could see him blowing it open. I could see Ohio State just coming out and be so amped up that we just go off and there's no answer for it. And I could see Ryan Day playing a little bit more reserved because of who we're playing. Nah, and maybe happen. Justin Fields doesn't play a full football game. Not he plays a half. Not gonna happen. Oh, well, uh, let me ask you up this. there, he's does got Justin to. Fields play he's four got quarters? to make a point. Justin Fields does not play four quarters. No, but don't get me wrong. That the play call, if we're up by thirty in the fourth quarter, is just going to be run, run, run. Whatever happens, I'm just excited that it's here and we get to see it. Oh yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited. All right, man. Tell them where they can find us. All right, so uh, we are on iTunes. Uh, we are on Spotify. Um, we are definitely on iHeartRadio. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Uh, given we don't have the video episodes, but we do upload the podcast to a video file, 
so you can hear them on YouTube if you don't have uh, streaming services with the other three things that I mentioned. Um, and the YouTube channel's there for when we start doing our video episodes as well. Um, and of course, also we're on Facebook uh, where we post a lot of this info and we also get a lot of feedback from our listeners. And uh, also something we haven't mentioned that I'm sure is going to come up is we're, we're going to be a lot more interactive as we go forward. So we really want to hear from you guys. So send us a message, send us an email, comment on our posts, give us something. But definitely give us a like, um, give us a follow, comment, whatever you got to do. Let us know you're listening, and we appreciate it, guys. We'll see you next week. Go Bucks. OH. <laughs>